0: What am I saying? Uh, hey. I thought you were starting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Shelby. And this is Courtney. And thanks for joining us today on All Things Macab.
1: On all things macabre we discuss all the things under the topic of odd weird true crime supernatural and fiction
0: this podcast contains language and content that is not suitable for all listeners so listener discretion is advised
1: if you find a topic we are discussing interesting we encourage you to do some research on your own you never know what you may learn We're just a couple of old friends telling each other
0: stories that we find
1: interesting. And hoping that you'll enjoy and laugh along with us.
0: Through some stories that are weird, true, or fictional that will just make you say, what the fuck?
1: And now, for the fun part. Hey,
0: Macabre Mob, it's Shelby. And Courtney. How have you been doing this (laughs) week?
1: Well, since we're still recording on the same day, I'm still the same. (laughs) Well,
0: I actually forgot about a story earlier. So, you remember Cotton Eye Joe? Mm Mm-hmm. If you have not listened to the episode, Blith Macabre, describing Cotton Eye Joe, he is a cat that keeps breaking into my house. (laughs) So, Cotton Eye Joe, I don't know, my whore cat keeps calling him. Whore cat? Yeah. So, I taped up that window, right, where he came through? Mm Mm-hmm. I have it taped up, so... He can't come in. The cat can't go out because Bailey was trying to get out of it. And I was like, "Nah, I ain't going to have this pregnant cat now. No. (laughs) So the other morning, Tina just like wakes up to hear, hear this thump. And I was like, oh, fuck. She checked because Bailey was looking at the window and I guess trying to get out or whatever. Cotton Eye Joe had gotten up in the screen, and it was the screen thumping back against the damn window. Uh Uh-uh. So yeah, he was just sitting there in the window, so she had to tap it to get him out. He, you know, ran out or whatever. (laughs) But, no, I've got six damn cats. Two of my six cats go in and out, and one of those assholes is befriended Cotton Eye Joe. (laughs) So now, he invites this motherfucker to come sit in my strawberry plant on my porch. (laughs) I didn't get any strawberries from it last year because it was a runner. I've actually got berries on it this year. And this motherfucking Cotton Eye Joe is in my strawberry plant. And Meowth
1: is just sitting there
0: sleeping right next to him in my potato plant.
1: This is your 30s, kids. This is...
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about done with this damn cat?
1: Complaining about cats killing your strawberries. Hey, fresh strawberries, that's the shit. I mean, I can't argue with that. Speaking of cats, though, um... There's a particular handsome boy. That's... Oh, he loves me.
0: Up at Courtney, she has three cats. Mo is a beautiful thirty-five, forty-pound black cat. Big. He is a big cat. Though. He's not that big. He's so handsome and he's so lovey, and he keeps digging his claws into me, but he won't leave us alone. Hi, Mo. Don't
1: bite me, please. <laughs> so, if you hear one of us, you know, which I'm sure Shelby will edit it out. If we talk like that, it's because of he's he's. Being needy. (laughs) He needs all the attention. We may post a picture of Mo so everybody can see him. He's a handsome boy. Don't let Red hear you. Ow! (laughs) Ow! Okay, So is there anything else you got going on today? I don't think so. So since the topic that we discussed last week was not such a fun topic to talk about. It really made you
0: question things, though. It did. Mo is making me question a lot of things. He climbed up in my lap, and now he's attacking my face. I really
1: thought he was about to bite you.
0: He might. He likes to bite my double chin.
1: That's that's what he was about to do. That's why I had to get him. Oh, shit. But anyway, speaking of topics that make you scratch your head, I wanted to do a kind of off-the-wall topic because I haven't really had a chance to do a recording with you where we just sit there and discuss random things and both of us give our thoughts and opinions on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. So with that being said, how do you feel about us talking about the Mandela effect?
0: Ooh, that's a fun one.
1: <laughs> I absolutely love talking about this because it has intrigued me since the very beginning. Kind of really the reason why I got involved in it was because of the reason why it's named the Mandela Effect is because of Nelson Mandela, which, you know, in a minute I'll get into that. But I actually thought that he had passed away before he did, and so that's why I was. That's where it. it came that's from. Where it, yeah, yeah, and but like I said, I'll explain that in a minute. But that's what got me into it. So, but what got you involved into the Mandela Effect? It was actually the Bernstein Bears. Really? Yes.
0: Uh, I was a big Bernstein Bears person in my childhood. So my were mom I. had all the movies, all the books, and I clearly remember it being E.I.
1: Yes. Man. So Bernstein instead of Bernstein. Yes.
0: So, that that's one that really got me into it. I feel like that topic was
1: one of the later ones that came out.
0: Yeah, kind of.
1: You know, I'm always behind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's kind of get into the facts before we start getting to the discussion part of the... Of, yes, you know, what, what is here. the
0: Mandela Effect?
1: So, the Mandela Effect is described as an incident or an occurrence that a group of people believed to have happened, but it never really did. So it's kind of like (laughs) what you were talking about with Bernstein versus Bernstein. A group of people are like, no, and they are hellbent on it is Bernstein, which I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When in reality, supposedly, it's A-I-N. It's it's Bernstein. But since there's a group of us that disagree with that, we technically follow up under the Mandela effect. Scientists from the University of Chicago described the Mandela Effect as, quote, an internet phenomenon describing shared and consistent false memories for specific icons in popular culture. So basically, whatever we all agree or disagree to.
0: Is something happening or not happening.
1: Yes. is related to pop culture. There's a theme with that. Yeah. Okay. And so you'll see the theme, you know, as we get onto that. It is also described as empirically observable and having no clear explanation, which I do agree on, uh, because it's, a lot of it is literally making you think, what the fuck? And then you go to look at this thing that you swear is something that you believe that happened or that you saw somewhere, and then in- the internet is like, no, it's actually this instead, and then you're like, my whole life is a lie. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've, I've been there. I've felt that. <laughs>
1: In 2009, a self-proclaimed paranormal consultant named Fiona Broom stated that after she discovered, like many of us, including me, uh, falsely remembered the death of Nelson Mandela, which she thought had happened in the 1980s, when, in fact, Ma- Nelson Mandela passed away in 2013. Yeah, I thought he died
0: before, too.
1: So you fell over? Yeah. On the, okay. So to kind of elaborate a little bit on that... Nelson Mandela, according to the Mandela effect, passed away in the 1980s when he was in prison. But he later on went to get out and he lived a very successful life and actually passed away in 2013. And this is kind of what sparked everything because everybody was like, yo, I thought he passed away in 30 years ago. Yes, 30 years ago. What the fuck? And And so
0: many people believe that.
1: Including me. And it's because so many people also do argue that they have vivid memories of seeing like the funeral, like the 1980s funeral and seeing the like, documentation of it. When in all reality, the only actual documentation of the funeral is what happened in 2013. Hmm. I think for me, I kind of question why do I, or why did I think he passed away in the 1980s? Because obviously I wasn't alive then, but yeah. uh, um, I I swear to you it was like something that I had like learned from something school related or something or yeah, that would don't surprise know. me and you know that, that sound. <laughs> but anyway, of course like I said he in fact passed away in 2013. So after this discovery Fiona went to coin the term the Mandela effect because of this. So whenever I tell you the Mandela effect, what is the First thing that comes to your mind is like a popular discussion related to the Mandela effect.
0: Oh, Berenstain Bears. Okay. But, uh, the Britney Spears with the microphone.
1: Yes, actually, I do have a confession to make. (laughs) At the very end of this list that we'll go through, I have two of them based off Britney. Okay. So I couldn't help myself. And that one may or may not be in there. You'll have to see. (laughs) So in the 90s, there is a Mandela effect heavily based off of a supposed movie starring actor Sinbad, and he is impersonating a genie, and the name of the movie is called Shazam. Do you happen to remember this by any chance?
0: I do remember this movie. Was it Shazam or Kazam, though?
1: That's the argument.
0: Yes. Oh, is it? hmm I want to say it was Kazam. No, that was with Shaq. Uh-huh. Kazam was with
1: Shaq. Uh-huh. So people think that the movie Shazam was Sinbad was made, when in all reality, the movie was Shaq, that was actually made in 1996, was known as Kazam. And Shaq started as a genie, and that's the movie that actually really happened.
0: So Sinbad was never Shazam yes. at that time.
1: Yes, Shazam never existed. What the fuck? And people often get it confused with Kazam, and people swear that this happened. I used to love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, also, to I guess to back up that theory, too, Sinbad was known to be in a lot of child-related movies at that yeah. time, too, and when Shaquille O'Neal just randomly did his little bout, I guess it kind of blended in, I guess, with his, I don't know, but at the time, there's no documented movie to be known to anybody at this time, known as Shazam. Well, shit. So let me ask you one more thing, really quick. Can you describe Pikachu to me, but specifically Pikachu's tail? Yeah, his tail, he's got the little base coming out of the tail, and
0: it zigzags, and at the end, it has got his brown tip.
1: Okay. What if I told you that's not what he looks like? I swear to God, that's how I remember (laughs) it. Well, I actually find it interesting that you say a brown tip there's a popular Mandela effect about Pikachu and his tail, but instead of brown, people think that he had a black
0: tip. I have seen a lot of that, and I th- I think it's because people think his ears are black, so his tail's black. I I don't really know where the black came from.
1: He does have two little, you know, like little, I don't know, slits, slots, I don't know, on his ears mm-hmm. that are black, on the tips of his ears, mm-hmm. but that's the only black on him, minus his nose. I wonder
0: if that's where people get it from.
1: Well... Actually, if you look up Pichu, have you ever seen what Pichu looks yes, like? Yes,
0: I do know what Pichu looks like. He is black. Pichu has a brown. black
1: tip on its tail. And so I wonder if maybe that's why people think that. But people swear that in the early seasons of Pokemon, the adult Pikachu or the, you know, the evolved form of Pichu, supposedly, had a black tip and now he doesn't.
0: Huh.
1: But I find it interesting that you said brown because the, the only brown part that I think of is at the base where what you call it was the zigzag... Yeah, like (laughs) (laughs) the Yes. (laughs) I love how you describe that. (laughs) Everyone's gonna get it. (laughs) (laughs) And as you do the (laughs) finger design with it of going up and down the (laughs) And I will say I've asked a few other people regarding the Pikachu thing, and everybody said black tip.
0: Oh really? I'm the only one that said brown?
1: Yes. Everybody said that and I had to be like, No, guys, it's not Did you
0: ask your uncle?
1: Oh, I didn't.
0: Ah, he's a huge Pokemon fan. I will
1: have to do that, and I'll have to find a way to follow up somehow. Or I'll announce it when we record again or something, but I do need to do that. (laughs) So another character that is heavily discussed and debated about when it comes to tails is Curious George. Ooh. So can you tell me, does Curious George have a tail or not?
0: I want to say he does not.
1: Correct. Curious George is described as being a monkey, but his physical description and how he looks is more similar to a chimpanzee.
0: And chimpanzees don't have
1: tails. Yes, but he's described to be a monkey, so people swear that he has a tail. I, at first, I was like, does he have a tail? I don't know. I had to look him up. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. But he, in fact, does not have a tail. Because I remember him
0: hanging from stuff, but he, I think he was hanging by
1: his toes. His toes or his arm something because he doesn't have a tail.
0: Oh, I couldn't have been a tail then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're going to shift topics some other form of pop culture. When I say Star Wars, what quote comes to your mind? Luke, I am your father. Exactly. Okay, so there is a Mandela effect over the phrase Luke, I am your father.
0: I have heard this one.
1: Actually, Darth Vader does not say, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I am your father.
0: Yeah, I have heard that one. And I have not watched the original Star Wars in so long. Me either. But I do believe it. Yeah. I do. That one I can see the context Kind of getting switched up a little bit.
1: Some of these I really did some deep dives in it because I'm like, no, I had like internal arguments with myself because there was things that I didn't even second guess. Does that make sense? Which especially as we get deeper into these lists, I'll talk. I'll point. I'll <laughs> I'll be able to point out the ones that I really was like, no, what? No, it, yeah, you know. And but that one, I'm like, yo, I'm like, okay, I can see this. And a similar one to this is the Evil Witch and Snow White. Okay. in the scene where she's looking in the mirror and the famous phrase is supposed to be mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's Who's the fairest fairest of of them all? She, in fact, says magic mirror on the wall. No shit. Yes. We've all been saying mirror, mirror for years. There's actually a spinoff somewhere. It's a live action movie and it's called Mirror, Mirror. And it's based off of Snow White. So even the spinoff got it fucked up? Yes.
0: Damn, we as a society does we do not pay attention.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of not paying attention, here comes your favorite one. Is it Berenstein or is it Berenstain? Oh, it's Berenstain.
0: <laughs> it's it's an ei. I-E. I-E. It's it it ain't stain.
1: It's stain. <laughs> so this topic is probably one of the most heavily debated ones. You know, and I agree with you. This was one... I swear
0: I've still got some books or VHS or something in my mom's shed. This says Berenstein instead of Berenstein. I will have to try to find it one day.
1: Well... This one, talking about this debate, because many people are like, you know, they're like, no, I swear to you, it is Berenstain instead of Berenstain.
0: Like I remember having this argument with my mom because, you know, I did Hooked on Phonics and shit as a kid. <laughs> yes. And, you know, learning how to say it, she had to teach me how to spell Berenstain with a, the E, not an A. Yes. I remember her going through that because it was pronounced Berenstain. Yes. But it wasn't spelled Berenstain.
1: Yes. And so speaking of that, we'll lead into this topic of another heavily discussed one that really goes hand in hand with that because of what you just said is what if we maybe lived in a parallel universe?
0: Ooh.
1: So, I
0: mean, that wouldn't be so far fetched compared to everything we've, Seen in the world.
1: The Mandela Effect falls under a category known as the Multiverse of Quantum Mechanics. That's a mouthful to say.
0: That is a mouthful.
1: But whenever I think of Multiverse, I think of Doctor Strange from Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) That's where my brain went. In this theory, people like Fiona Broom are saying that we are not misremembering things, but instead it happened to us in reality. But our reality was crossed with another time frame and another universe...
0: I don't know. I mean, there are sometimes I just feel like a whole different person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So you think that maybe your other form of Shelby lives in the other parallel universe? Yeah, I mean, they,
0: there could be weirder things. I don't know. I mean, I hope I never run into myself. I think that's a whole fucking mess in itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I'm just gonna keep keep on going, not knowing what the fuck's going on in life.
1: <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. But like me, there are obviously where other people, whenever you bring up the quantum multiverse theory and they think of Doctor Strange. But actually, this theory was created in the mid 20th century. Like, that was forever ago. That that is pretty amazing. And so this has been discussed apparently for many, 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 many years. A very, very long time. Along with the theory, it is discussed that there are many worlds that exist within the parallel universe, and that we, for example, happen to live within our own space and time, and somehow, some way, we may have crossed, which is why we're having this glitch, kind of like what we're talking about right now. Uh, I
0: mean, I've seen some <coughs> real life weird glitch type shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: real... hey, what about
0: deja vu? True! I mean, what about whenever you're driving down the
1: road and you zone out and
0: then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I have already lived this moment twice. <laughs> yes. Like, just
1: some weird shit. That's another thing I need to cover. I need to do deja vu. Yeah. That would be a cool one to do. So the theory regarding the parallel universe and us intertwining with it was created by a man known as Erwin Schrodinger. I know... Schrodinger? <laughs> yes.
0: I know Schrodinger. Do you? <laughs>
1: Schrodinger's cat.
0: What? <laughs> you put the cat in the box. You put and po- poison and vial in the box. If you open the box, it's gonna bust the vial and kill the cat. But you don't know if the cat's alive or dead until you open the box. If you open the box, you're gonna kill the cat. What? <laughs> so, at that time, the cat is both alive and dead in the box. That's Schrodinger.
1: I feel like my head just exploded. He used to
0: be one of my passwords. I used
1: to love Schrodinger. <laughs> I did not expect us to go down.
0: I, I, I didn't expect you to talk about Schrodinger. So Yeah, Schrodinger's cat.
1: My head is still <laughs> catching up to that. Okay, so your man Schrodinger came up with a way to explain the phenomenon by using quantum physics and reports that there are no alternative outcomes to events, but that all outcomes just happen to be experienced simultaneously. Si- simu- I can't say that word. How do I say simultaneously? I can't say that word.
0: Simultaneously. <laughs> all right, so I actually had to look this up because I have to i have to do my man some, some mm-hmm. favor here and get his name out there. So... In quantum theory, quantum particles can exist in a superposition of states at the same time and collapse down into a single state upon interaction with other particles. That's the whole quantum theory multiverse, you know, all that Mm -hmm. shit. So his cat experiment was actually dealing with quantum theory. Uh, Interesting. It was an imaginary experiment. There were no cats harmed in the making of this. Okay. So... Don't call it Don't, yeah, don't call <laughs> Peter. Uh Schrodinger never did actually harm a cat. But in his imaginary experiment, you place a cat in a box with a tiny bit of a radioactive substance. When the radioactive substance decays, it triggers a Geiger counter, which causes a poison or explosion to be released that kills the cat. Now... The decay of the radioactive substance is governed by the laws of quantum mechanics. This means that the atom starts in a combined state of going to decay and not going to decay. If we apply the observer-driven idea to this case, there is no conscious observer present. Everything is in a sealed box. You can't see in the box. So the whole system stays as a combination of the two possibilities. The cat ends up being both dead and alive at the same time, because the existence of the cat is both dead and alive at the same time is absurd, does not happen in the real real world. This thought experiment shows that the wave function collapses are not just driven by conscious observers. So you can't see it. So yeah, the cat's both alive and dead.
1: That makes a lot of sense in terms of, you know, how it splits and they're both forming and working in the same time yes. frame, but on their own. If time you need a,
0: a little bit more to understand it, take your case off of your phone, go stand over a sidewalk and drop it with the glass side down. Before you pick up that phone, you don't know what that screen looks like. It is both perfectly fine and completely shattered.
1: Damn. (laughs) That is the theory. So go ahead. Let's go with some Schrodinger. In 1955, Hugh Everett, do you happen to know who Hugh is? Sorry, I don't know that one. Okay. Well, Hugh at the time was a PhD student and introduced the idea of the universe splitting, air air quotations there, splitting into alternate versions of itself when faced with a quantum choice. So, like you said, the cat's either dead or alive, but the cat's dead or alive at the same time. This kind of makes me want my my head <laughs> want to explode because I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> it's okay. I took philosophy in college. I hated philosophy.
0: I only went to three classes. Once I learned <laughs> that a dog was a cat, I dropped out.
1: <laughs> Each possible outcome of the choice then creates a new universe. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That. Out of all of them, they collectively have their own choice, which then creates its own universe. And each universe is identical up until the moment that the event is triggered. And then once it's triggered, especially if they may have crossed ways, it's kind of like, no, I remember this happening this way, but in fact, it really happened that way. That makes sense. So Bernstein versus same. It must also be stated that this quantum physicist in the 1950s did not create the theory to discuss the events that kind of described the Mandela Effect, but to explain kind of more related experiments in quantum physics. Mm-hmm. They were kind of more or less focused on quantum physics more than they were the Mandela Effect, but they both seem to overlap at times. It makes sense. So this topic, again, usually became... Very popular, but also confuses people when it comes to people debating what happened to Nelson Mandela and when he died, which brings up, you know, okay, in different universes hypothetically, did he pass away in 1980s or did he pass away in 2013? So while we're talking about childhood memories since you brought up, the Bernstein versus Bernstein Bears, we're going to talk about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Did you ever watch that as a kid? It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Is it a wonderful day or is it a beautiful day? Because I thought it was a beautiful day.
0: It might be a beautiful day.
1: (laughs) It is. Look at that. I'm already fucking it up. It's a a beautiful day in the neighborhood. There you go. There we go.
0: Okay. (laughs) So. I was just trying to not get
1: sued for copyright infringement. There there you go. There you go. (laughs) As you said, a beautiful day in the neighborhood is what you said, right? Yeah. Actually, when he's singing it, he says, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. No. Yes. This was one that I went down the rabbit hole because I was like, he says thee. He doesn't say this. He says this.
0: No shit. Mm-hmm. I am pretty sure that me and my family have been saying it wrong my entire life. So have I. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> it is this. And I really am. I still don't believe it. I'm still in denial. <laughs> but it says. Holy shit. He says this. If I were to ask you to describe the Fruit of the Loom logo, could you do it for me?
0: Mm, I think it's got like an apple and some grapes. I almost say it's like a banana or something spilling out of like a cornucopia.
1: Yes, that was the part I was trying to get you to was the cornucopia part. A lot of people, such as yourself, swear that there's a cornucopia related to this logo. The cornucopia. Yeah, with all the fruit, yeah. Spilling out of it. It doesn't exist. It's just a pile of fruit. Oh
0: shit. Because I remember as a kid, I remember like my mom got this little cornucopia basket looking thing
1: and I recreated the fruit of the loom. <laughs> there's no fucking way. They
0: had to have changed that one day.
1: People have looked back as like the earliest versions of it and no, it's just a pile of fruit. It there's no cornucopia in the background at all whatsoever. It does not exist.
0: What the fuck? Maybe
1: there is a parallel universe. I think, I mean, after doing this, it's hard to make me think that it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So similar to us having the debate about the Fruit of the Loom logo, whether if it had a corticopia or not, let's talk about the Monopoly Man for a minute. All right. So when you are to visualize the Monopoly Man, does he have a monocle? Yes. The Monopoly Man... Does not have a monocle on his eye. Does he not? Mm Mm-mm. Do you have any idea how...
0: Me and Poppy had a week-long Monopoly battle one time. Really? Yeah, we left that motherfucker on the table for a whole week. (laughs) And we played every day. I mean, it wasn't like we just left it. We played... Man, I swear he was cheating, though. He'd be, like, slipping money in his pocket or something. (laughs) He kept that fucking game going. I think I ended up actually, we ended up saying it was a draw or something. It just <laughs> kept going and even. going. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Meanwhile, I got tired of it being out. Well, you know, she liked to have everything real nice and tidy. Yes, she did. <laughs> but I could see you two doing it. I can really, I can
1: visualize Well, this. you know, me and him went
0: head to head all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were both stubborn as hell. People are really confused, of course, you know, if the Monopoly man has a monocle or not, but of course he doesn't. Oh, I know he has a top hat. He does have a top hat. I could have sworn he
0: had a monocle. Am I am I confusing him with the fucking peanut guy? Yes.
1: I was actually going to say that the theory is that people confuse him with the planter's peanut, Mr. Peanut.
0: Okay. Because he does have a top hat. Yes. And a monocle. Yes. Because I do remember like, oh, I'm the peanut guy with like a little glass in my eye before. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. i did a lot of dumb things as a kid i grew up in the 90s don't judge me i had a good time i had a good
1: time (laughs) i'm right there with you i got
0: hurt quite a bit i loved it (laughs) (laughs) made me who i am today
1: so another famous one that is up for debate which before we even started recording i had to ask tina about this one is it sex in the city or six and the city
0: which the only reason i know this is because of tina Because she is a huge fan of sex and the city.
1: Yes. Again, due to, you know, many people arguing, it is sex and the city. But you had made a point earlier about how people say it so quickly. So,
0: sex and the city sounds a lot like sex in the city instead of and. Yes. Especially... In the South, or if you're talking fast, mm-hmm. such as, you know, New York and shit. So, it's really easy to run words together, and whenever I was a server back in my day, I hated that. They still only pay two thirteen an
1: hour. That's ridiculous.
0: But, uh, I was a server, and I had to ask people if they wanted a soup or a salad. Mm-hmm. And people would look at me all the time like, what in the fuck are you talking about? And finally, someone actually said something to me. You know, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You, you know, steak, whatever. Da, da, da You want a super salad with that? And he said, what is a super salad? I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God.
1: Whenever I heard you say it like that, it really does sound like a super salad. So just so
0: you know, for all of you servers out there that do have to say super salad, I just switched it around, salad or soup. It helped tremendously.
1: (laughs) Salad or soup. (laughs) Well, I also had to pick on my mom for the sex in the city part because she and I used to watch it together. And when, of course, when the spinoff came out, we had to watch it too. But you know, whatever. My mom swore that it was sex in the city and I had to unfortunately break her heart and say, no, it's actually and. We had her kind of had like a brief argument because she was like, no, it's in. And I, I I believe her standing strong. And I said, no, mom, it's and. But my mom is not alone because apparently there's merch out there that has it in both in and and sex in the city and sex in the city. So they
0: can't even get the merch right.
1: No. And so it's kind of like we're not who, nobody's wrong, really. Does that oh, make sense? Shit. And so, uh, that that one makes me wonder, like, why is there so much confusion, you know, that even the merch people can't get it right?
0: That's kind of like Mirror Mirror, though.
1: True. Very true. But while we're discussing popular TV shows, how about we talk about a popular show known as I Love Lucy? Oh, I love I Love Lucy. So, when you picture Ricky coming in the door and he's mad at Lucy, what does he say to her?
0: Lucy, you got some splaining to do. (laughs)
1: I'm about to break your heart. I've
0: heard this one already, unfortunately. Okay. I still I still feel like it's right, though.
1: Because he does not, Ricky does not say splainin' to do to her. He does happen to say the word splainin' throughout the TV yeah. show, but he never once has been recorded saying, Lucy, you got some splainin' to do.
0: It's just so crazy. It just seems
1: so Right. And you would think that,
0: he, and it's been done a lot. Yes,
1: yeah, so I was about to bring that up. Like that, it's been done throughout throughout the culture, pop still. culture, still to this day. But we've all got it wrong.
0: That is so crazy. I love that show,
1: though. <laughs> I used to have a uh, a doll of her. Do you remember? Like they used to do a I Love Lucy doll, kind of like kind of like a Barbie doll, but it was oh yeah. Um, yeah. Lucy, and it was from different scenes of different movies yep. or from different TV shows, or sorry. From I remember episodes. the chocolate
0: episode one, the doll.
1: Yes, the one that I had was the grape one. Was she stomping on the oh, grapes? Yeah. That's the one that I had. <laughs> so we're going to shift gears for a minute, and we're going to talk about some art. Ooh. So we're going to give some attention to the Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa, of course, is a very popular subject to be discussed anyway because it's a very famous painting but since it's a very famous painting there's a lot of debate over her mouth but particularly if she smiles or not i've heard this too it is rumored that you know along with the fact that her eyes are supposedly followed you you know wherever you walk which
0: that that's just good fucking painting
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> uh which of course that doesn't happen but she is not smiling either it's kind she of doesn't even have like a little half smirk not really. I really had to look at this to second guess because I thought that maybe she had like a like smirk. Yeah, I thought she a little had smirk. a
0: little, little bit of a smirk. It's smirk not Lies. really, but just a tad.
1: It's kind of like it's a frown. It was, or it's just like straight, like, you know, monotone kind of...
0: So where do they get shit like Mona Lisa's smile? <laughs> That's a whole ass movie, ain't it?
1: Yes. Well, sadly, there's not much explanation as to why people think that she has a smile or that she doesn't have a smile. It's kind of related to generations' interpretations of what they think of, like, what a smile is. is. Yeah, I guess
0: now a smile back in the day would be considered resting bitch face today.
1: True. Very true. Another popular yet misquoted thing that we are going to get back on for a brief moment, too. These are my favorites. Is Silence of the Lambs. And Hannibal Lecter's quote, where he supposedly says "Hello, Clarice," "Hello, Clarice." He actually does not say "Hello, Clarice" in Silence of the Lambs. In reality, Doctor Lecter actually says "Good evening, Clarice." I-, I
0: could, I could believe that.
1: But in the sequel to Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal—that's when he says "Hello, he Clarice." Say okay. Hmm. But well, either way. It still puts the
0: lotion on the skin, or else it gets the hose again. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So, we're going to move on to a topic that is one that really made me question if my whole life was a (laughs) lie. Do you happen to remember as a child watching the old very original Disney movies and seeing Tinkerbell come from the corner of the screen mm-hmm. and she takes her wand and she draws out Disney from with behind her wand. the castle
0: actually From I behind believe. the castle yes and comes around the right side of the castle comes up yeah
1: and t- and comes to the eye and she dots and gotcha. it yeah. and with sparks her come out with her wand Yeah that supposedly has never happened before. Oh shit And as I'm saying this, of course, you know, our listeners can't see this, but Tina and both of you are describing, you know, what I visualized but apparently the three of us are wrong bullshit
0: disney channel even did the thing in the early 2000s where they got their where they had the boys the or
1: i mean the sorry the
0: the actors yes yeah, so yeah they, they got think- the actors with the wand and they drew out the
1: disney thing and i even made that in my notes and i said that what the fuck no
0: tinkerbell totally did that shit and
1: I, I said the same thing but you know what i've got some
0: vhs at home
1: we're gonna have to look this up Gotta see if my
0: VCR works.
1: That's the only thing that I haven't been able to really double check is because I don't have access to a VCR or a VHS. I've got both
0: at the house and they are Disney VHS. So
1: the next time I come over and you have power, that's what we're doing. Deal, (laughs) Tina? I fucking hope I have power when I get back. (laughs) So supposedly our whole life is a lie and that never happened.
0: Nah, I'm
1: starting to believe the parallel universe
0: now because that shit was totally there.
1: I agree. I could not agree more. <laughs> so something very similar that's very famous in pop culture, too, is a phrase from Star Trek known as beam me up, Scotty. He never actually said Scotty. And exactly. Uh, actually, within the franchise, is known to maybe he says Scotty beam me up, but he never says it the other way around of beam me up, Scotty. Yeah and so it's kind of like again with all the other ones we talked about it's like your brain just switches them and
0: i'm really showing my nerd off though <laughs> i know the star wars and the star trek i know all about schrodinger and quantum <laughs> oh
1: god <laughs> it's okay to come out of your uh, what, would, what would we say my nerd closet your nerd closet okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go so I'm going to ask you for another famous quote, and I want to see if you can get this, which I, I, it would surprise me if you couldn't. When you think of Forrest Gump and him talking about his mom, what does mom say that life is like? Well, mom said life's like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. So I've done some research on this one, and she doesn't say life is like a box of chocolates. She says life is a box of chocolates. Is this is when she's on her deathbed and she says, Life is a box of chocolates for us. You never know what you're going to get.
0: Ham you, Sally Field? I believe that one. <laughs> I've been misquoting that my whole life. But I'll never misquote, Drink your juice. <laughs> Drink your juice, Shelby. I'm,
1: I'm guilty for that phrase. <laughs>
0: A little bit of information about me. My name is actually from that movie, Still Magnolias. My mom saw it right before I was born, and she loved the name Shelby. so.
1: Which is why I pick on you so much. Yeah, about that's actually it.
0: where it came from.
1: Drinking juice, Shelby.
0: Another fun fact. I love oranges. Cannot drink orange juice. It gives me horrible heartburn.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, it's horrible. Love oranges, though. Switching gears back to famous paintings again really quick. So much of the Mona Lisa... There's another famous painting created by Edward Munch, known as The Scream Painting. Have you seen Oh, uh, that's before? the
0: one that's really famous. They use it in a lot of, like, cartoons and stuff.
1: They got the hands on the face, the open mouth. Mm-hmm. This painting, which I didn't know this until I started doing the research, and so that's why, which I'm about to show both you and Tina, a picture of what I'm talking about, which I will, of course, you know, add this on yeah, our we'll social get that on socials. But... This particular painting is up for debate because it is said that on the figure, on their right arm, they have a golden bracelet that is on their arm or their wrist that is not there in some of the other paintings. I mean, I see it clear there.
0: I I don't, I have not studied that painting enough to give an educated guess on what I believed it was, though.
1: Well, neither did I until I started doing this, and then the nerd that I am related to art, I went down the rabbit hole. I don't
0: remember there being a golden bracelet or something on it, though.
1: So, I'm going to give us a brief little history on this particular painting. So, you know, and I want our listeners to butt in and, you know, give us their two cents on what they think, of course. But apparently, Munch did five different versions of this painting. The first painting was made in 1893, the second was made in 1895, the third was made in 1910. He made the one in 1910 because he had sold the original copy and this was supposedly a replica. Okay. The fourth painting is known as an olympograph version, while the fifth and the final painting is the most mysterious version. Many people believe that the fifth one that was created by Munch is debated to be the original due to the lack of the details of the paintings. Whenever you look them up, the gold bracelet, you know, is debated to be seen in some of the paintings, but as I had just shown you just a few minutes ago, they're not in all five.
0: No, they're in like two of the five.
1: The most famous one is the one that was made in 1893, and that's the one that has the signature bracelet. That was the second one, right? I believe so. Which, I don't know if you and I exactly looked at them as order as they should be, but we'll double check before you post them. Yeah, on I,
0: I'm gonna do my own research on that before we post on social media, which I know I always slack on, but <laughs> sorry about that. But uh, I'll, I'll make sure to get all five, and I will do my very best to get them in order.
1: So what do you think about the bracelet? Do you think it is a matter of the Mandela effect or do you think that it is just a small detail that's been overlooked?
0: I think that's something that is not necessarily a Mandela effect, especially seeing that it is in some and it is not in others. Mm -hmm. There's a possibility that people could have seen one version or the other. As far as the famous one being out there, I don't know, maybe artists have very different ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Especially whenever they get up there so much that they can't do anything but art, right? But maybe that was something he did on purpose. True. I mean, very true. I wouldn't think my shit would ever be good enough. Someone would pay attention to a little detail like that.
1: Yeah. This and I was maybe to, that was a way to keep them from
0: being replicated.
1: And people like uh, art historians and art museums have really looked into this particular thing and have really discussed this. And of course, you know, everybody has differing opinions, so we really don't have one solid answer. But it's something that still a lot of people do discuss and talk about. So you and I are going to end on a a nostalgic note. There we go. We're going to end on a nostalgic note here.
0: Oh, good.
1: (laughs) These are the last two that I had mentioned. Oh,
0: this is the Britney Spears. These involve Miss Britney. Oops, I did it again.
1: (laughs) So speaking of, oops, I did it again. Let's be honest. Did Brittany have this headset on or did she not have this headset on? She had video? a
0: fucking headset. I agree. I have seen the videos where they say, no, she doesn't. I distinctly remember that fucking headset. Same. So do I. And I think that's the only video I really remember her having a headset.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so, Same. Because Same. I remember
0: thinking, like, man, I want one of those cool Same. headsets.
1: But, yes. Yeah, no, she had that red
0: outfit and that headset and her hair down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confident on that.
1: Same. So am I. But apparently, you know, again, we're wrong and our whole life is alive. But that's one of them that I'm still just like, no, this happened. To move on to our last and final one, though, this one threw me for a whole loop. I still have been having a midlife crisis with this one. <laughs> Her video for Baby One More Time.
0: Hit me, baby, one more time.
1: Now that, now that song is stuck in my head. <laughs> You're welcome. Can you think of the... Have you seen the music video for Baby One More Time? Oh, yeah.
0: I used to watch it all the time. Okay. When I was, you know, little, but still. That was actually the first CD I ever bought was Britney Spears. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears. I'll, I'll never forget that day. I went to Walmart and I thought I was cool shit because I was with me, Mom, and Poppy and it was after church or something. <laughs> But I thought I was so cool, man. I walked into Walmart in this small town. I spent my own money on a Britney Spears CD and a Scooby-Doo skateboarding poster that had like a tie-dye background. (laughs) I will never forget that.
1: That's cute. (laughs) That's really
0: cute. I was a big Britney fan and NSYNC and, you know, all that shit.
1: Same. So was I. Well, since you've seen this music video probably as much as I have, (laughs) can you describe that skirt that she happens to be wearing?
0: It's a short plaid skirt. Like you would see in like a Japanese schoolgirl outfit or something.
1: That's the skirt that I vividly remember her saying. It yeah. was in a gray a gray plaid skirt.
0: Yeah, I want to say it was like gray, maybe had a little red With, lines in it or something. But and she had it the was, white it was dark, yeah. The white dress shirt that she yeah, unbuttoned. That she had unbuttoned yeah. a tie. Well. And the pigtails. Can't forget. And the pigtails, the pigtails.
1: yes, we have to give credit to the pigtails. This is a new, actually, to me, discovered Mandela effect is about this one, which actually this one is pretty recently discovered as well in general. The skirt that you and I swear was plaid is actually black. No. Yes.
0: That motherfucker was plaid. It's black. I have seen outfits made
1: after that, sh- that
0: uh, video, and it's plaid.
1: Actually, a few years ago, Brittany dressed up for Halloween and gave credit to that music video. And in the picture she posted on Instagram, she's in a plaid skirt. I don't think she would forget her own shit. Same. Same. Especially something that
0: made her that big. That was one of her biggest things.
1: Yes, but apparently it's black. I, I'll have to show you a picture. But it, it is indeed black. And that was one of the things I really was questioning. And I'm like, no, that is that is not truthful. It, and I guess, obviously is true. And like I said, I'm still going to stick on our whole lives are a lie. I
0: don't believe that one. <laughs> you know what? I blame her her dad. Okay. I blame her dad for everything. For everything. Everything. Even the Mandela effects against her. You think so? Okay. He's a piece of shit. Why not?
1: Okay. I I can't argue with that, but okay. (laughs) So I swear this is our last one. I thought that Brittany was our last one, but I I forgot about one. Sorry my
0: bonus.
1: Yes, this is a bonus one. Okay. So whenever I say the phrase to you, bucket list, what do you think?
0: Well, I think about I'm going to have to do these things before I die. Okay. That's
1: what I want to do before I die. When do you think that the term bucket list came around to, like, popularity?
0: When did people start saying they were going to kick the bucket?
1: You know, that part I don't know. I would say around the same time. That's what I thought, too. I was thinking, like, way back in the day. I would say say you would say kick the bucket, like, I don't know, 1800s, maybe? Apparently, the phrase... Bucket list in general did not become popular until 2007 when Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman started a movie known as The Bucket List. Does no, that ring about?
0: yeah, I've seen that movie, but I remember hearing about a bucket list when I was a kid. Same,
1: so did I, and that's like, what I put in the I knew news what a soon. bucket list
0: was before that movie came out, and that's
1: the same thing. I'm like, it has to be.
0: But I'm I- sure I've seen it somewhere in another movie before that where they talk about a bucket list.
1: Well, again, this brings up the parallel universe thing. Do you think that in one new universe, this was a common phrase, or do you really think that it came out in 2007?
0: Nah, this, this I remember my family talking about the bucket list and shit. Oh. Uh, and I- I was little, because I remember, you know, like, why do you call it a bucket list? That's weird. Yes. Well, because you kick the bucket, you want to do it before you kick the bucket.
1: Yes. So no, no. I remember, I remember that as a little kid. I remember thinking whenever I saw the movie coming out, you know, and I saw what it was entitled, I was like, "Well, I already know what this is about. These two men yeah. are probably going to do the stuff this, before they die." This stuff before they die. How would we know that if
0: that's not already a popular term?
1: And this is the part that kind of makes me kind of like, well, I don't know about this. But the creator of the movie, his name is Justin Zach Ham. And he stated that in the late 90s is when he created a list of things that he wanted to do before he, quote, kicked the bucket. And that's whenever he decided to shorten the phrase and to talk about his list as being known as the bucket list. And that's what inspired his inspiration for the movie. And He claims that he has never heard, you know, nobody say that term or phrase before and that that's how it became popular. I don't know if I believe
0: that shit. I think he took something that was popular and maybe we just didn't have it written in culture somewhere i agree i think verbally i think it was popular i think that that comes down to another case of uh like big bang theory got in trouble for soft kitty really because there was a little girl who said it was her song like nine-year-old girl or something so yeah you know soft kitty yeah yeah
1: i didn't know that
0: yeah they uh this little girl said that they ripped that song off of her Really? I did yeah, not so know I, I, I kind of feel like that's kind of one of those cases, because it, it's kind of one of those songs I feel like could get passed around, like, folklore shit. hmm So, yeah, no, I don't know about that.
1: Well, like you and I have discussed in us saying that we don't believe it apparently there's been a lot of people who agree with us and they've done multiple researches on the internet to try to see what they can find something like most things it has not come up to have any proof so that makes me kind of just put this on a end cap here of do you think you know like you said is this a part of the mandela effect is this so far oh, i don't think
0: that one is I, I think that telephone that's a good one it's yeah. a telephone thing I, it, it got yeah, it got lost and jumbled. Yes. No, nah, I don't believe that one.
1: So, what do you think about our quantum physics idea, though? Do you think that we maybe live in a quantum, a parallel universe?
0: Now that I have no way to prove we do or don't, I am not that smart, but <laughs> I would not be shocked if we had some kind of Same. parallel universe thing. Same. I mean, are we really so self-centered that we think we're everything? The only ones. Yeah. I mean, come on. How much space out there have we not been able to explore? A lot. Why are we the only things?
1: We can't be. Nah. We can't
0: be. No, we ain't that special. We dumb as fuck. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Facts. (laughs) So with that, I leave you, our listeners, to kind of debate on what you think. You can comment on our social media. Um, Also, Spotify does this cool question and answer segment yeah. for our, each of our episodes. Shelby and I have not found out how to exactly reply through that segment,
0: no. but
1: regardless, we still see them. We do get them and we love them. And so we're going to continue to start getting in the habit of verbally replying back to them. I did learn
0: how to uh, get messages on some post I put on Facebook. Oh, really? I don't know why you can only message on Some certain post. (laughs) If uh, you know how to do anything with Facebook, hit me up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let us know what you think. Do you think we're in a parallel universe? Do you think that this is a Mandela effect, if the Mandela effect exists? Do you want to learn more about Schrodinger? (laughs) Yeah, you got a new
0: scientist that you love?
1: (laughs) Send us your ideas, stories, thoughts, you know, to our website and continue to comment on stuff because that's encouraging Shelby and I. We are enjoying seeing every bit of this. and it's, Every
0: bit. It's so fun. It's
1: very rewarding for us. But with that being said, Shelby, can you tell them how to get to our, our email address and where to send it to?
0: You can email us at allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. macabrepod at gmail.com.
1: If you have time, I encourage you to give them a look because they are very interesting. Yeah. You know, they make you kind of question things. But give it a look and let us know what you think. And let us know what Mandela effects you've encountered. Yes, because these, these topics can make you really talk for hours. It's
0: definitely <laughs> something if enough people bring more Mandela effect in, we could do a whole nother episode on this. Yeah, for sure. There's a yes. lot out there. Send them our way. Yeah. Until then, just keep being good. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pilon, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage.
1: All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcast. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to
0: hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacab.pod at gmail.com. That's
1: M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Did this episode make you say, What the fuck?